The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Yankees Week in Review. Listen in throughout the baseball season as we will go over the week that was for the New York Yankees. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong this week, this day in Yankees history, Yankees birthdays, and predictions of what the Bronx Bombers record will be at the end of the upcoming week. It's 1420 Yankees Week in Review, the Yankee Tavern North, brought to you by Seeking. So put on your pinstripes, grab a beer, and let's get in. The 1420 Sports Bar Yankee uh, Week in Review for the 10th day of January 2024. Today's show, as always, brought to you by SeatGeek.com. The SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for a bunch of great art, uh, podcasts and articles, such as the ones written by today's guest, Second time on the show, Eric Katz, a sports writer for Belly Up Sports and amongst other things, busiest man almost in show business. Uh, how are you doing today, Eric? Good. How about yourself, Brent? I'm doing very well. Things are starting to settle down. Baseball is only about, uh, I think, about five weeks away with before spring training starts going on and before pitchers and catchers report. So you you start getting to that uh, countdown time. The, the months turn into weeks, which turn into days. So it's an exciting time to be a baseball fan. Lots going on in the baseball world. I will be down there, and I will be down there later in March in in Tampa. Oh, you're going this year? I am. I went last year, too. That's one of those things I've always wanted to do. And my sister, she's been to, I've never been to an opening day, but or either, but my sister's been to, and she's a, no, she's a, I don't, don't say quasi baseball fan. She's a big baseball fan, but she's been to an opening day and a spring training. So she's got me beat on both those accounts. So maybe one of these uh, years I'll have to figure a way to get down to spring training. Maybe was, this year I'll, I'll find a way to get down there for that sure. Was, that was, um that was me. um That was me last year. I managed to go to spring training and take in the Yankees, managed to run into Brian Cashman as well. And I also uh, took in the Cubs opening day. That's uh, at Wrigley Field? Yes. I went there to Wrigley in 2000 and what year did they win the World Series? 16. So 2017. Yeah. I uh, I went there and watched the Yankees at Wrigley. And the, the Yankees actually swept all three games of that series. It was a lot of fun at Wrigley. Uh, that was like a great weekend. It was cold, though. It was April and it was cold. Well, Welcome. <laughs> it was it wasn't nice. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like like that's one of those those times when you if you're if you're a Blue Jays fan like my wife is going to a, a baseball game in April inside because I'm not a big in, indoor baseball guy but going to in, uh, going to the Sky Dome well, Rogers Center now yeah uh, that's not, that's not a bad thing at all so yeah it's one of those things let's uh, let's get into the New, the New York Yankees they got their big fish and I think the biggest bat that was available uh, on the free agent market I'm not sold on what Otani obviously Otani's got. The, the the market corner there with uh, his two uh, pitching and pitching and hitting he's only gonna gonna hit this year but I think Soto was the big get for the Yankees it might be only for, for the one season Eric what does uh, Soto bring to the New York Yankees in your opinion well he brings a much needed jump to that lineup plus an outfield bat which we seem to last year we seem to have been shuffling outfielders like no tomorrow particularly in the corner particularly in the corner outfield with many due to injuries many we saw gosh. Billy McKinney, you know, Jake Bowers, things, things like people like that, where I think, yeah, yeah, well, IKF wasn't bad. And he turned out to be great. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yep. You know, but it wasn't like there was no stability there. Part of it was injuries, but really there was no stability there at all. And that was a problem. And 
we knew it going into the season that the, that the when they decided to roll with Hicks again, we knew that was going to be a problem. And and I think I think his rough spring training kind of foreshadowed that. That's one guy that uh, just never could get it going. I'm glad I'm glad that he got out of uh, out of New York. So not only did he, I'm, I'm glad for the reason that he kind of hurt my feelings watching the guy play every day, but his own he was uh, getting a little bit uh, it was getting a little bit overwhelming. He just wasn't getting it done. He got a a little bit of life there in uh, in Baltimore and ended up having a a decent season there. Uh, they made the playoffs. Everything knows the, the Baltimore story there. But with uh, the the thing I like about Soto coming to the Yankees is that it's going to get a lot of at-bats for uh, like a lot more pitches, sorry, a lot more pitches for Aaron Judge one way or the other. And I think that's a big thing that people forget, that Judge is going to see a lot more pitches to hit because Soto, not only does he hit home runs and hits for average, which people tend to not care about anymore, batting average for some reason, and went out the windows in the day of analytics, but you have a guy with with Soto who gets on base on the walk a lot. So mm-hmm. Judge is going to see a lot more pitches to hit. There's no getting around that. He finally gets the protection. I mean, Stanton provided that. A, Stanton could provide that at times, but never consistently. And, you know, you get a guy like Soto, who's a lefty. He's going to feast on the right field, on the short porch out and right. He is going to have Thanksgiving dinner out, out in that right field, where given how, how much it favors his bat. And, it, and I think the... Um, and I think he's. I think it's going to be great. I think it'll be enough to where Brian Cashman's going to sit down and be like, I think the part of the reason why he's not to being as aggressive as I guess Yankee fans would like, because he's probably thinking, I got a shot at keeping keeping Juan Soto here as a Yankee for life. That's one thing. Like I, I'm going to make my way out to New York this uh, this summer. Section 103 is actually my favorite section to sit in out there. The out with the creatures just below there a little bit. It's great, great time out there. And he's going to hit a lot of home runs. He's going to see some pitches to hit on both sides, right? Because they're not going to pitch to Judge and to Soto. So both of them are going to to be very beneficial to, to one another, be hand-in-hand, compliment each other. And I agree with you. Like, I wasn't uh, – like, I'm not the biggest Cashman guy, but I think the thing you got – with uh, with uh, having Soto there for an entire year, you might have a situation where they can show him what we got, show him wine and dine him throughout the season, and Cashman might be able to. I, I, I probably uh, he won't be able to sign during the season. I'm, I'm not going to say that's going to happen. Just the way uh, the uh, Boris clients never sign during the season, he's going to get free agency, but there might be a chance where Soto might actually like playing in in New York. I think, um, well, the Yankees don't really sign during the season either. Like, they haven't in a really long time. Like, I can't remember the last guy who did because most of the big deals kind of happen in the offseason. 100%. Like, so it's really, it's plus, it's not the first time the Yankees have dealt with Boris clients. They know it. They know the game. They know the game by now. And, you know, Cashman certainly had plenty of dealings with Scott Boris. We all remember um, Alex Rodriguez when he was represented by Boris. And, which, although you, you could say what you will about Alex Rodriguez, but he was a big part of that 09 team. 100%. 100%. And I don't think the Yankees win the World Series with Aaron Boone playing third. And he also, um, he, the one, I mean, A Rod mishandled a lot of different things, no doubt in New York. But, you know, one thing he didn't mishandle was switching over to third base. He handled that well. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, you can say you want a Rod and his off the field the shenanigans, and not 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 just the uh, the PED scandals, and everything else. A Rod's his off the field persona kind of was. That's I, the person I think that's what hurt him more than anything because he's not the most um, not the most friendly, friendly, likable guy. He's gotten a lot more. Like his publicist is his his MVP in the last ten years since he's since since he's retired. Uh, and A Rod's a, a story of the past. 
the the thing I like about uh, the, the Soto deal is he's going to give the Yankees a situation where they're not going to have to rely at all on Giancarlo Stanton because I think Stanton's best days are behind him. Uh, could, could he have an offseason? Uh, I've read that he's changed his training regimen. He's not going to come in as stiff and as bulky as he has in the past. And how anybody who, who's a trainer would, would see that that w- w- was, uh, was working for him is a mystery to me. But I think that Stanton, uh, he might become more relaxed with a guy not having to be the guy that to uh, give to give judge the quality at bats. Well, with Stanton, you know, with Stanton there, well, you think he would have changed it up earlier after after banging himself around in Miami and as well as some of his time in New York. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know I'm sounding like WFAN, but you know, it's true. Yeah, hundred percent. Although, um, although I, if I was Cashman, I wouldn't have gone after Stanton Stanton like that publicly. I wouldn't have done that. It's true, but I would not have shown him up like that publicly. No, that was probably not not a great move. Not just not just for uh, uh, Cashman and Stanton, but for because now with today's athletes the way they are, they get they they read their they read the press clippings they always have. But now that things are on social media a lot and everything's out there for for public consumption a lot, athletes don't like being called out at all, and uh, and that might hurt, hurt Judge or or uh, Cashman later on because you have a uh, a, a GM. Uh, and whatever other titles he's got on 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 his name bar on on his door at Yankee Stadium, you have a, a guy who doesn't mind uh, hacking on like your second biggest, well third or fourth biggest star, I guess behind behind Cole and Judge, obviously. Like, you you don't want to be be the uh, the GM knocking on the door of a new free agent with that kind of reputation behind you. Well, I mean, but money talks. Yep, Stanton. Well, here's the thing: if you pay a guy, they are going to come. It, whether it be New York 100%. City, if you if it's New York City or the far reaches of Yemen, they will come. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Everybody says they, you, you, I don't like this, I don't like that. But you put enough zeros on, on their on their paycheck, they don't care. Besides, besides, right. what's 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 what Cash? I mean, yeah, I wasn't very smart on Cashman for it, but what Cash did is probably very tame compared to what everybody else at what what everybody who who sits at Yankee Stadium will do to him. That's a, that's a thing. Like it. You, you got to have uh, hear everything, but don't listen is one of those things that uh, yep. you, you kind of got to be as a New York Yankee because the, the fans can be, be a bit ruthless. And if a GM says some things which are which were true, there's no let's, let's not sugarcoat it. Stanton's hasn't been been good. He was really bad last year. And his, his uh, contact injuries. to strikeout ratio is really quite bad. And, and injuries uh, are a part and injuries, injuries are a, part are a of big it. part of it. And it's just on and on it goes. He's still got another, I think, three years on on his big deal that's. Yeah, Florida's paying a little bit of that, or Miami, I guess they're called yeah. now. But it's still a lot of money for not much production. And Stanton's got to come out of the – because now Stanton is – he's way down the pecking order in, the, in that Yankee clubhouse. He's got to come out swinging a little bit. And, and him being down in the pecking order might not be the worst thing for Giancarlo Stanton because if he does get hurt, there's other players now or, or with Soto that can kind of pick up the slack and, and take a little bit of the heat off of Stanton. He I doesn't help Stanton as well. I think Stanton's best days are behind him. I don't, right. I'm not seeing anything out of the guy, but I mean, I think it'll be a good thing that he's down in the pecking order because he doesn't have to go up to the plate feeling like he has to be the guy, which is something he's had, which is something he's felt like despite having Aaron Judge around. I don't think it's an ego thing, a Judge versus Stanton thing, kind of like how it was a Jeter versus A Rod thing for a little bit. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's the case with there. I just think that. He was he was the big star coming over, which and they, you know, and he felt like that he had to perform at that level. And 
now I think I think now that he no longer really has to be the guy because after all, New York City's not New York City's not big enough for the three of them. Um, I think that you know now that he'll be a little lower down, I think I could see Stanton thriving this year because the pressure won't be on him. I think that the, the, when you watch Stanton uh, with his at bats, even with nobody on, he's always seems like he's trying to hit a six run home run. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like he just doesn't seem to have, he's not relaxed at the plate. He always seems like he, I, I have to do this. Like it just, and then when he strikes out, I, I, I just wish he would show a little emotion. I'm not saying break his bat over his, over his knee, a la Bo Jackson or whatever it might be, but a little emotion probably wouldn't hurt because it almost seems like he just doesn't. I know he does because that's what to be a professional athlete you have to care. There's no getting around that. You don't you don't end up signing thirty million dollar contracts. You don't care. But I just wish a little emotion would come out of Stanton's uh, body English. I think, um, well, New York. It's all about optics and perception. It's practically the optics and perception capital of the world. And I just don't think the guy's a very emotional dude. That's just not in his nature. That's the that's the that's the issue with him playing in New York. Is everybody expects. Unless your name is Derek Jeter, you know you better show some you better show some fight there and make it look like and make it look like you care. But the problem with Stanton is Stanton's just not that guy. He's just not that kind of guy. He's just not in his nature. Laid back California kid, really. When it comes down to heart, when it comes down to it, really. And that might it might be just that simple. Oh yeah, but you know, although, um, but yeah, I just think that's just his personality, and unfortunately, WFAN and the rest of New York is just going to have to live with it. Yeah, he's, he's not changing at his age. It doesn't really work that way. What You are who you are by the age of 30. and that You ain't changing a whole bunch. Let's move on to the pitching staff. Right now, to, to me, uh, there were some rumors. Go, we'll get in the, in the rumor mill in a half a second here. Right now, the pitching staff is uh, Garrett Cole and then everybody else. And uh, the everybody else is a big, big question mark. Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not a great big a uh, huge Cortez guy. I thought he was a gimmicky guy. Uh, and he, there's a reason why he was a bit of a journeyman, in my opinion. And then you have Rodon, who's got some injury problems, uh, Schmidt, and then every, and then who knows after that. Uh, the pitching staff is a major concern. And the, the problem that, 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 not the problem, the uh, the thought process in my head is when you have uh, two guys at the, the top of their their uh, their careers right now with a uh, uh, Aaron Judge and with a Garrett Cole, you uh, you don't want to be wasting too many more years of those guys' careers at the height of what they're paying those guys. And that's a major problem right now that I think the Yankees have is that they don't have, uh, as of right now, on the, this being recorded on January the 9th, being played in the 10th, as of January 9th, 2024, the Yankees don't have the starting pitcher to get past uh, most teams in baseball. Well, I, I think they do need another arm. I mean, Rodon, I'm not going to. Rodon, I don't want to buy he just was bad. I don't want to buy all of a sudden he fell off a cliff because the past before Injuries. he signed yeah. Yeah, before he signed with New York, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. You know, including with including with Chicago injuries and all. And I think that, you know, I, I'm not gonna buy that he that I, I think last year he really I think he rushed back to be truthful. And he looked I mean, yeah, his body language that he, he had a couple bad looks there. Um, but I, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to throw the towel in on him. I think we can't really measure just one injury plagued year just to say this is what the guy is going to be. I think that this year is going to be very telling what we're getting ourselves into. And you know, Schmidt Schmidt got better as the year went on. You gotta gotta give him that. He's not gonna he's not gonna get. He's very rarely gonna make it past. 
make it make it three times. He's going. He's very literally going to make it past um six he innings. Five inning guy, right? Yeah. yeah, that was um. It's I think I like to call him the Lester of Jordan Montgomery, which, but you know, he, to be truthful, he's not my he's not my favorite, but he's a guy that you know he might be the guy you throw in there maybe mid series or whatever, and you know say go out there go out there do your best. He's not going to eat innings by. By any chance, by any stretch of the imagination, which the Yankees need another one of those pitchers that that can eat. That might be an issue right right throughout baseball, though. Is you have a, you have a bunch of guys who don't who don't eat innings, and you rely on the bullpen so much, and then all of a sudden your bullpen gets taxed because it becomes a long season when guys go five innings and five right. innings and five innings, and it, that's a baseball problem. And I I, I kind of wish that it would be one of those situations where. Uh, Maybe baseball needs to maybe take a look at that and get guys through the rotation and not rely on analytics as much as they rely on maybe get that feel back that managers used to have. Well, that's why it isn't probably, changing, I don't think, but it's part of the reason why you're seeing the Rays go through eight different pitchers having Tommy John in the past in the past four years or so or whatever crazy number it is. Yeah, it's 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 hard to say. Like a guy's just so so hard now, and their arms aren't supposed to bend the way they are, and everything else. Well, the rumor of the week. There's always a rumor when it comes to New York Yankees. Well, you and I know that. And you can, you turn on WFAN, you turn on anything, and you read a read an article wherever it comes out of New York City. But one that that caught my eye this week was Marcus Stroman. Uh, I, I don't want to go as far as saying begging mm-hmm. the Yankees to take a look at him, but he he inquired a little bit and and uh, pushed the envelope over over to their side of the table and said, "Hey, I'm interested in playing for you guys." I am not a big Strowman guy. I think he's a, uh, I don't want to go as far as saying he's a cancer because I don't, I, I never met the guy, but he, there's a reason why teams don't want him around. And he kind of jumps from team to team. And when he was with Toronto originally back in 2015, when they were quite successful, when he first came out of college, um, he seemed like a pretty good guy, but I think the, the Mark, the, the, the Marcus Strowman media or the hype train precedes him a little bit. What's your thoughts on uh, Strowman of the Yankees? And if you were Cashman, would you sign Strowman? Strowman isn't Marcus Strowman isn't Marcus Strowman with, with, with his mouth shut. That that's his biggest problem. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we saw it in t- toward the end there in Toronto where, you know, he's not a, I wouldn't call him a clubhouse cancer. I, I think that's a little harsh for him because I don't think he is. I think that, the guy enjoys the media a little too much. And that might be better analysis. Absolutely, Eric, 100%. I, I don't – yeah, that wasn't the issue in New York, and it wasn't – I don't think – actually, it was in New York, but New York is – but the other side of New York is the other side of New York. And – but, you know, it didn't – it wasn't that way in Toronto, even though it kind of ended harshly there. The His biggest problem is the front office. You know, he seems – and also he's – you know, he's, he is who he is, and he's a smart guy, too. He graduated from Duke, so he, he can't be a dummy to get into that school. And I think that, um, you know, to be truthful, he, he, he definitely challenged Yankee fans, which is something you don't want – which is something you generally don't want to do. And, you know, because when you challenge one, a million, it's, like, it's, like, it's like drop it's – like, it's like a beehive when, when one comes at you. Yeah. And I don't want him. Number one, the Yankees need durability. You know, besides besides the fact he doesn't, you know, he doesn't on the greatest terms with the Yankees in the past. I think number one, the durability. This is this guy got hurt last year, and he's gotten hurt multiple times over. The Yankees do not need that. We already had that with God knows how many people besides Garrett Cole. And number number two, you know, in New York's media, if you open your mouth and it backfires on you, they will they will swallow you whole. 
and and that's the thing. I, I don't think Strowman's able to keep his yap shut, and that, and mean, that's the biggest thing. Like I mean, he, you have to keep like he's a he's a smaller stature guy, and he kind of had to have that bit of an edge that because he doesn't have the he's not a, a big a big presence, right? And he, yeah, he and that's how you get somewhere the mighty mouse and and the right. uh, Napoleon complex, I guess you could call it. And it, it worked for him because he's made a, a ton of money in the big league, so it's not a it's not a complete detriment to him. He's he's been quite successful. I just think it's quite the act of desperation to go to ba- to basically say hey I, to to a team hey hey I uh, and and how it went public. Hey, I'm ready to pitch for you. Hey, Spike. Hey, Spike. It's 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 a weird look for me. I just think that it's a bit odd that he would go to New York, where the last time around when he was with the Mets, that wasn't the greatest fit, and also that ended up being ended up and and that ended more poorly than it did in Toronto. And I just think that I just don't see Marcus Stroman being a fit in New York. I mean, he does not have the thickest of skin. He seemingly, you know. He seemingly blocks people at random for smack talking them yeah. on social media, which, you know, you read your keyword, fine, whatever, but they weren't, they aren't adding you or saying something just that's wrong. But I think that, you know, I just don't see him surviving in a place like the Bronx. I think I thought Chicago was great for him where, where yeah, big market, but the situation itself was, was right for him. And, you know, he's, he seemingly, you know, he seemingly enjoyed himself in Chicago. Um, but I just don't see if you come to the Bronx, you, you better know what you're getting yourself into because that, that part of New York doesn't play. Like the, the thing, the thing with the Cubs, and like, I, I agree with your take on that, that, that Stroman looked, looked like he would, he, he would fit in there. The thing with the Cubs is they have a free pass for about 10 years after their world series in 2016. And not much is, um, yeah, you, they expect their team to win. They want their team to win, but there's a bit of they have a bit of a grace period right now. And going there wouldn't be the worst job in the world. Like they're going to be, they, they can go back to being the lovable losers again. And a, a lot of their fan base, I don't think, would care a whole bunch because of they. Like I said, they have a bit of a grace period. And being a Chicago Cub, making a lot of money, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world right now. Well, he has the Cubs haven't been to the postseason in a while. You know, it's not since some probably they've only gone a couple times since the since the World Series. And the rest of the time, I don't think they've gone. They've gone this decade yet. Um, actually, yes, in the short year, yeah. But let's just go a normal once. Let's go a normal one sixty-two. They haven't gone a full year because had it been a one sixty-two, I don't think they would have gone. Um, but you know, I think part of it too is they got that World Series and that that we're still rag that we're still ragging on selling to the public. But other than that, though, Chicago is a little more relaxed than New York. Where in New York, you can't relax until you win. And then when the next year comes, you can't relax again. It's 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 different. It's and, gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, the the Mets was different though because the Mets haven't won and God and haven't won in God knows how long. And yeah, there's expectation with the Mets, but you know, eventually when eventually when the season rolls on and the Mets have their inevitable collapse, whether it be early or late, that their fans really just aren't going to care as much. Yeah, the diehards will, but. You're not going to hear about it from the general public. It won't be like Joey Gallo being afraid to leave, being afraid to leave his apartment. Do you, uh, is there help on the way somewhere somehow uh, with the Yankees pitching staff? Like I, I mentioned, five guys there, and yeah, Strowman's still on the on the periphery, on the, the outside looking in. Is there a guy somewhere out there that the that you've read or you might have talked to somebody with the that might be interested in becoming Yankees? Right now, the, the pitching staff. Is a little bit. Uh, it's a little light, to say the least. I 
I know that Blake, I like their bullpen, but the starting stop. I, I know that Blake Snell is, uh, I know that Blake Snell is connected to him, obviously being a close friend of Aaron judge, which Aaron judge is the captain, meaning like, you know, if he wants it to happen, it will. And, you know, person, I don't like the fact he's not, he doesn't last six in, although last year he, la- he pitched more innings than he ever has in a while, probably for the first time since, I don't know, probably early with the Rays. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd like, I like Blake Snell. Don't know if it's going to happen. And Jordan Montgomery, I'd welcome back, but you know, it's it's all going to depend on. Supposedly, he has this grudge against um, the Yankees for not for not wanting him on their postseason roster. Well, when you look at his stats at the time, he got lit up in his last two starts in New York. He was York. good enough. He just wasn't good enough for that for, for, for that little for that time being. He was. Like, he just wasn't what he is now. I mean, he you know when you watched him with the Cardinals, you know when he got to, when he actually got his opportunity to pitch in the postseason because he actually pitched really well with them. Um, you know, he, he only lasted a couple innings. He walked three batters and he, and then they yanked them. What they're going to have to do though, to get Montgomery back is they're going to have to overpay. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and that, and that's just factual. Like they're going to have to pay him more than anybody else would to get him. I, I, I like Snell as a, uh, a pitcher, but once again, he, he walks some guys, but he doesn't give up runs. Um, would he help the Yankees a hundred percent? Would he, uh, but he's another guy they might have to pay a little bit to. Like they're going to be, he's going to be a big chunk of change. They're going to have how much to. money's out there. You got you got to look at next year, right? Like that, that's the thing uh-huh. you got to look at what, what Soto going to, it's going to uh, take to get Soto. And then when does Steinbrenner say, you know what? I see other teams spending 80 million. They're making the playoffs. We're spending 300 million, not make the playoffs. When does Steinbrenner get to that point? Steinbrenner's Steinbrenner's been at has been at that point for quite some time. For quite some time, yeah. Yeah, so it's not like he's just coming to this realization, which I agree with him too. I agree with him to an extent. I don't think you should be spending money like the Mets just to go to the postseason or even the Dodgers for that matter. I don't think it should take that much. I mean, the Astro the Astros are consistently in it and they're not spending three hundred plus million. I think that they allocate the resources a little more smartly than a lot of other teams. And I think that you know, I know that Steinbrenner was willing to go over 300 plus million to get um, Yamamoto, which, which to his credit, they did a good job. They were in position to get him. Unfortunately, he chose the Dodgers. Yeah, I, th- I think once, uh, yeah, I think once Otani went there, the, the Yamamoto thing was pretty much written in or set in stone, especially with the restructuring of of, uh, of Otani's contract and paying him 10 bucks a year for the next whatever years. It's just an odd thing. But uh, yeah, I, I, I they, they need another starter in Snell. If, they, if you can go Snell uh, from the left side and then Cole from the right side, that's two pretty solid guys right there. And then if Rodon can come back, and have a better season. Uh, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm also uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic when it comes to, when it comes to him. Um, you we talk big... about Cashman a lot, and he's probably the most famous general manager in baseball. He's been with the Yankees for so long. Um, what cool. I, this year? I actually thought this off season, especially when he went off uh, earlier on, like you said, towards uh, Stanton and some other comments, and he got a little bit snippy with the New York media there. I actually thought that this year that uh, this was the year that Cashman was going to be uh, cut out of the the Steinbrenner's uh, Christmas card. Uh, what kind of leash do you think, or how long of a, of a leash uh, does Steinbrenner have on Cashman this year? Well, he's been with the team forever. Both starting longer as, than that. He's starting as an intern, and 
you know, starting as George Steinbrenner's driver, which that must have been a that must have been an experience. Oh, I've, and, yeah. Um, I don't think the Yankees are ever truly going to fire Cashman. I don't think they. I don't think Hal would ever do that. I'm not sure if Hal has it in him now to do that. Um, I could see him kind of staying on as an advisor, kind of staying in the organization, and someone else does the GM job. Better not be Fishman. Um, but you know he. Um, you know I don't. I. I think they're probably going to give him another. I think they're going to give him another two, three years, just because they have his contract for five. Which you know, which right now I think that's his. I think because he signed that extension and he worked under no contract with a mutual understanding with Hal. So you're telling that's how tight that relationship is. But I think probably with a year left on his deal, I think the Yankees are going to start to think about it. Really start to think about it. I mean, you can want Cashman fired all you want, but when you win. Four or five world world championship as four or five world championships as a GM, it's kind of hard to move. That's you kind of are the seat at that point. Well, like I listen to Michael K show quite a bit, and K always says that uh, Michael uh, that that uh, Brian Cash would have a job tomorrow if he was fired by the Yankees. I don't know how true that is because it's always it's really easy to spend someone's money, and to I, I I'm not saying he's unsuccessful because the Yankees are a playoff team year in year out to take Glasser out of the equation. But uh, eventually, I think uh, Steinbrenner's got to go. Okay, they're spending fifty million. I'm spending three hundred. Yes, they're, they're, the Yankees are making more money than Tampa Bay Rays, but uh, results matter, right? Eventually, and this is just this is just a hu- human nature thing. Why am I spending so much money and getting lesser results than that guy? Like, wow. why would I? Why would I continue to do that? And I think that that might eventually catch up with Steinbrenner, but or or with Cashman, it might not because he he's lasted this long. He he already is trying to imitate. He's already tried to imitate the Rays, and it's backfired on him. And I, you know, to be truthful, I I think the Rays are the Rays are a flawed. They're a flawed deal. I they haven't done anything. People <laughs> really people admire the fact they made it to the playoffs with less money. Well, they admire the Oakland A's who made the playoffs with less money too, but. You know, you're you're telling me that you know I, I'm I'm going to go up, go out there on the record and say the Rays are flawed. The way they run their team is flawed, and they haven't done anything. Right. Every everybody everybody says, look, 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 look. What have they done? Nothing. I encourage you to read my article saying the Rays way is the Rays way is flawed. I read it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, of course, I was mercifully, I was, of course, I was mercifully beaten on that one. Um, I to be truthful. I think that every team looks at that. That's not just the Yankee thing. That's an every team thing. Look at the Red Sox. They're not spending like they used to. And, um, you know, you look at teams like that and you're wondering, like, you know, why, why I'd probably say I'd probably want to stare at the Astros. They're spending, they're not paying the luxury tax yet. We see them in the ALCS just about every year. 100%. Like, there, there's ways around it. You don't, you don't got to go and have a, have a bunch of uh, thirty million dollar guys and have a great baseball team. One guy that uh, is his contracts up this year, and I I'm shocked that they have like not. I'm, I'm happy it hasn't happened, uh, but I'm shocked that it hasn't because you you want to get a return on your investment and you want to get something for for a player without losing him for nothing and everything else is Gliber Torres, who I absolutely love as, as a Yankee. I hope they can find a way to keep him forever. Uh, I think he's a, a great. A great offensive guy. I think he takes a bit of a knock for his 
his defensive prowess because he 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 makes it look pretty effortless effortless. He plays kind of like Cano used to, doesn't put in a lot of effort because I think it, it it looks that way. I think Gliber Torres is a great player. The shortstop thing uh, didn't work out obviously, but as second base, I think Gliber's one of the best in the game. Uh, are they going to try to sign him long term? Are they going to uh, say you know thanks by C and try to to try to get somebody else in that position? Why, why, I mean, yeah, there's that 50 50, but why, in my opinion, why would they? You got, you're getting more production from a second baseman than any other second baseman in baseball. 100%. I mean, is he, does he get lackadaisical in the field sometimes? Absolutely. Does, is he the greatest defender in the world? No. But you're getting offensive production from a guy who, from, from a guy who's like, you know, I'd probably say one of the best offensive second basemen in the league. You're, I can't name, any other second baseman who have been, who has been as productive as Glaber Torres in recent years? No, I I, I get you. Like, but just I, I you just hear the rumblings that they they're gonna because he's gonna want too much money. Pay pay the guy. Pay I the mean, guy. You might as you you it won't cost you a lot to pay him. You know you depending on what the second base market looks like. But you I'd probably say you pay him 80, 78 to ninety million. That should do it. Three four years. Done deal. See you later. Yeah, I, I think that's it's more than fair. I think it's more than fair. And you have a proven guy to, to play that position. Like it, it's it's done. He's there. I mean, yeah, he had a bad year in twenty one. I'll give you that. But he, other than that, he's been you know average twenty four twenty four. He's a twenty four seventy five guy. The uh, I no I, I, I there's no reason for me to, to, yeah. other than may, maybe trying to save money to to sign Soto and everything else and that that's going to be the big all season long like who what are they going to do what are they going to do what are they going to do because because of Soto that'll be that'll be the narrative throughout the Yankee season every time you turn on the turn on uh, the uh, turn on the Yes Network that'll be the what they're going to talk about uh-huh. um, eighty two and eighty last year above five hundred but uh, you know that doesn't get you any more games than anybody else. Uh, it uh, wasn't a great season, wasn't a bad season, it's a mediocre season. It's not what uh, Yankee fans are used to, and I'm not one of those chase for 28 guys. I'm I'm realistic. I, I understand that you can't win every year, uh, and the, the ones in the past don't matter a whole bunch to me. Yeah, you can wax poetic and buy jerseys and hang them on your wall, but eventually it's what have you done for me lately when it comes to New York Yankees. What's your uh, 82 and 80 doesn't cut it, not even close, 19 games behind a uh, – uh, $80 million or $70 million Baltimore Orioles team that was built from within, had a great season. I think Baltimore will take a little step back, but not a whole bunch. Uh, what is your your thoughts on what the Yankees, uh, are they go- going to improve on, on last season? And uh, are they a playoff team? I don't think they're a World Series team. Are they a playoff team and win around maybe here or there and, and try to squeak out a few starts out of Garrett Cole and maybe, maybe win a series? I think with Juan Soto, they are. I think they need to do more. I think they need to do more with their starting rotation to truly say they're to make for make me believe that they are for sure a playoff team. But I, I mean, right now, I think they're a borderline playoff team. I, I could see them maybe I could see them grabbing a wild card spot depending on what Baltimore does. Because keep in mind, though, Baltimore is not is without Felix Batista and they have a past his prime Craig Kimbrell as their closer. Um, I mean, he's no, he's not what he used to be. Man, but with his dangling arm, I can't stand the guy. But whatever, that's another thing for another day. He, I shouldn't be so hateful in my in my old age, there, Eric. Well, well, well. Look at the emperor in Star yeah, Wars. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know, I, you know, Tampa's going to be in it. Tampa's going to be in this thing because Tampa is Tampa, and 
out, and then Toronto has done nothing really to improve their team. They, Playoff team last year, and they're a little better, but not a lot. Like it's they, they'll be. I think Toronto will be okay. I think Toronto's going to have a situation there where Vladdy will be a little bit better, hopefully for them. And if if, if and depending if they if Manoa even makes a team, uh, they they might want to uh, part ways with him. But if he, they keep him around and they get. 10 quality starts out of the guy they're going to win a few more games i think that um right. yeah depending on what everyone's i know that they can't keep all three of them you know they can't keep they won't be able to keep Bo. they won't be able to keep vladdy they won't be able to keep um um you know they won't be able to they won't be able to keep both Bo and vladdy i know that they're gonna have yeah. to just and and any and the third person that core which escapes me because they're gonna have to decide between them and right now every year vlad jr's bat has his statistics have declined every year? Yes, he has stats that most people beg to have in a season, but ever since he had that 48 bomb year where he, I think, was second MVP, his stats have declined ever since. Yeah, I'm not expecting the guy to hit 48 bombs. There's going to be a departure, but you shouldn't be going down to the 20s when you're when you're supposedly this 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 perennial all star, which really he really wasn't shouldn't have been an all star last year. Uh, playoff team, not a playoff team. The Blue Jays. No, the uh, Yankees. I think um, I think they will. I think they will be. I mean, they they never really missed the they they never really they very rarely missed the the playoffs in consecutive years. No, it's one of those things. Let's forget about the uh, all the old stuff, all the uh, all the crap coming up in the new in the new year. It's all speculation, everything else. What's one of your uh, your favorite memories of you going to a game, either a Yankee Stadium or on the road to watch the Yankees? I only have one Yankee Stadium memory because I because I went there once, so I'm not going to use that. Um, but when I was at um, when I was when I when the Yankees were in Chicago, um, I saw Aaron Judge hit his 12th of 62 home runs that year, and the and the Yankees crushed the White Sox 10 to four. What's that ballpark called? Uh, it's been changed. Guaranteed, guaranteed, guaranteed rate. rate. That's right. That's what it's called. Now, what's that place like? Charmless. It's that bad, eh? Like just Charmless. nothing. Charmless. It's not. Huh. It's, a, it's on a not so nice part of Chicago. Heard that. And you don't get a view of the city. And it's just a charmless place to watch a ball game. Yeah, I, I, I have a, a friend who lives in Chicago, right near there, and he's a, he's a White Sox guy, and he says, "Yeah, it's it's adequate at best." At best, and it he's works. A White Sox guy, right? It works. It's got bases and a home plate and fence. It works, but whatever, it's not right? like it's not spectacular. Also, yeah. a couple couple other memories come to mind at that ballpark playing the Yankees. Jose Abreu kept me out when he was with the White Sox at the time. He hit the game tying a home run twice. Kept me out till four in the morning twice. Uh oh. Because. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Because what happened was first time around, I was with my brothers and the Yankees got the lead. Whatever. Jose Abreu hits a rocket towards center field. Boom, boom, and this was before this was before they put the runners on base, okay? And yeah. it, it, the game lasted 13 or 14 innings, and eventually the Yankees won thanks to thanks to a thank, eventually the Yankees won thanks to a Miguel Duhar single. But man, we caught the last we caught the last train out of Chicago. And then the second time around, I was with some friends. The Yankees had a lead; they had two outs. It was about full. It was about two two or full count on on. Uh, on Jose Abreu and Chad Green was pitching. He hangs a curveball. Jose Abreu again rockets it toward at this time the left to about left center field, and boom, we got ourselves another long ball game. Keeps me out till five in the morning. 
No, I uh, I was my 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 one time in Chicago at Wrigley that weekend. I talked about earlier on with the Yankees there in 2017. I uh, I the, it was a Sunday night baseball game, ESPN game. So the game started at um, seven o'clock central. Fun team to and, watch too, and it, it was fun. It was a 17 team, one of my favorite teams of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it, and like I said earlier, it was cold, and it went to extra innings. About the 13th inning, I think it was. I looked at my buddy and I said. Are you uh, are you ready to go? He's like, oh yeah, let's get out of here. Because he, he's not a Yankee guy, he was just along for a trip to see Wrigley and everything else. I was like, okay, good. I I, I kind of wish he would have said something to me earlier on because he was staying there because I because he thought I wanted to stay. But like, no, I was ready. And then we got back to the hotel, took the train downtown where we stayed, and we still caught the last three innings of the baseball game. Uh, but it was a lot warmer at the at the hotel bar than sitting uh, in Wrigley Field. Yeah. It, uh, I'm at a point now in my life, Eric, where uh, when she gets a little bit uncomfortable, I'm out. I'm good. Like it's it's like I love baseball, and I I, I try to stay to the bitter end. But uh, in general, when it gets a little bit uh, uncomfortable, I'm good. I'll, I'll go. Like there there was one time at uh, Yankee Stadium, 2014 or 15. Uh, what year did Tashera retire? 15. 15 it was yeah, that uh, yeah, was 2015. Awful and, team. Uh, <laughs> Awful, and it was to share his last uh, last at bat at Yankee, and he had a home run. And I was across the street at Yankee, the Yankee Tavern there, and uh, to share the place was packed. It was raining. It was raining like like cats and dogs were playing the Red Sox, but they had to finish the game because the Red Sox were in a playoff hunt. There was, there was playoff implications, so they had yeah. they had they had to finish the game. And I left in about the seventh inning, and I got across the street there, and uh, I looked at the bartender, and there was bases loaded. And the, the Yankees were, were way behind the, when the inning started, and they scored a couple of runs. And I said to the bartender, I said, geez, if, if Tex ties into one here, the Yankees win this ball game." And not three seconds later after I turned, like we, I said that, Tashera hit a grand slam to win the game, and the, the place went nuts. They played in New York. But it was, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, when it gets uncomfortable, Eric, I call it good. There's no, there's no reason to to get oh. wet and everything else. It's that's ridiculous. Oh yeah, I mean, especially dealing with the wind off Lake Michigan when it's oh, cold. It was so cold. It was so cold, and welcome. I was wearing long underwear the whole bit when I was at Wrigley. It, well, was, it was just cold. Well, welcome. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't fun. Eric, thanks a lot for joining us. Hopefully, the Yankees have a better season than they did last year. We'll do oh, this again sure. throughout the season. Maybe make it a monthly a monthly occasion. Uh, you you also got yourself a a little uh, award from Billy Sports. Tell everybody about that. Oh, okay. Well, I got the article of the year award by um, Billy Up Sports. I was nominated. Like this was um, it was it was it was just surprising. I'm like, wow, out of all articles and. Mine, it was about um, is this it for Aaron Boone? But you know, really, the title was it was called "If the Yankees, if this is it for Aaron Boone, then the Yankees have fired the wrong guy." It was just mm-hmm. a super long title, and I was talking about in that article how Aaron Boone was being scapegoated for everything gone wrong this year, and for that year, and I was talking about you know everything that was under Cashman's purview, and so. And so, like, that was what I was trying to illustrate because I felt like Aaron Boone, like, yeah, yeah, it was, of course, it's Aaron Boone's fault. I mean, he has equal, he has an equal hand of it, hand in it as, every, as everybody that year. Um, but I felt as though Aaron Boone was getting a little too much crap for, um, for what he was doing, especially dealing with it, the amount of injuries and other stuff and uh, distractions, given we had, we had two knuckleheads running the trouble on, in, in, on, on the, in the pitching, in the pitching department. And they, um, and so that's that's what I was trying to um, I was trying to get that point across, and I guess it was uh, good enough to win an award. But yeah, huge first my first award in writing. 
There you go. No, I uh, I got my 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 title belt in the uh, for the Creator of the Year award uh, in in the mail today. It was delivered to my front door. I was down I was downstairs. I went I went I was leaving the house there and I got my uh, my my trophy I'll, there from Bell I'll, Sports. I'll so show I can show you my I'll show you my trophy if you go want. Go nuts, man. Yep. Hold on yeah. one second. Oh, it's over. It's over here. <laughs> oh yeah. Alright. Haven't hung haven't hung it up because I live in a, I live in an apartment and how they and how they have you hang the metal up, that'd be that'd be a problem. No, that yeah, I, I understand. Trust yeah, me, I just moved, I, so I know all about that. It's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a magnet where they sticky it to the wall, but I don't but I don't own the place and I think that'd be an issue. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's what the here's what the award looks like. Hold there on. you go. Yep, see it? Yeah. That's that's fantastic. Congratulations, No, I I read your stuff all the time. I, you, you do a great job there. I know you're like you, you try not to be too Yankee centric, and you're you're a great baseball writer. You're a great baseball fan. You're part of the uh, IBWAA, correct? Correct. Yep. I was nominated actually for a Creator of the Year over there. Unfortunately, I didn't. Fortunately, I didn't win it. But um, if you've seen Bull Durham and Batman, you remember the actor Robert Wolf? Yep, he um he actually read my name out for he he actually read my name out for one of the nominations, which was really cool. That is cool. That is cool. No, congratulations. And, uh, you know, uh, no, it's uh, Belly Up does some a pretty good job, job promoting us, everything else. And it's uh, thank you very much for having us on, having, uh, coming on the show. We'll do this uh, once a month during the season. Uh, if you if you can find the time, I know we will. Uh, it's uh, can wait a little longer than 14 minutes, 20 seconds. But once you start talking something you're passionate about, things go a little bit long. So it's one of those things. Uh, where, tell everybody up where they can find all your uh, all your articles, everything else. Well, you can find me on bellyupsports.com where I'm writing all things baseball. I promote it all over Facebook. I promote it all over um, all over Twitter. I have the Internet Baseball Writers Association to um, to to um, you know to promote promote the stuff as well as they do. Um, they uh, they promote you know as long as you pay for the membership, they promote anything you want. Yeah. And so like that, so you'll be able to find my stuff there. I try and write as much as much as I can. I've got an article. Um, an article that I'm trying to get done this evening to um, that that should be that should be another great read. But you know my stuff is all over the internet. My stuff is all over BellyUpSports.com, and there's plenty of of my my feelings on what's going on in the game with not just the Yankees but every team in baseball. That's a, that's a that's a big undertaking. I know I know I, I dabble in writing here and there and everywhere else. It's a, you know, it's a big undertaking. It takes a lot of time to get the pictures, everything else, and it's not just it's not just putting words on paper. It's or words on on the internet. It's a, it's a lot of work to write to to write a, a four minute article. It takes a lot of work to and I com- I commend you guys who do that uh, on a on a daily or a couple times a week. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a ton of work and uh, we we appreciate having those articles out there to uh, read. Thank you very much for everybody at Belly Up Sports for all you do for us, Eric. Come Anyways, Eric, uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh and go Yankees. That's all I got, man. What yes. uh, what else you got? Uh, that's that's, that's all for me. Let's let's go Yankees. Let's go Yankees and remember everybody, smart people bunt. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow.